A lot of times there are simple tools that are out there that can help solve a lot of our problems, but for a variety of reasons, we don't use those tools. I'm currently reading a book called The Checklist Manifesto by Atul Gawande, who is a neurosurgeon and advocating for the use of checklists and how it can solve a ton of different problems in different fields. He talks about how a simple checklist can reduce infections in surgery by over 30%, really no matter where the hospital is. He talks about a simple checklist can help pilots save hundreds of lives when something goes wrong thousands of feet up in the air. And I've found that a simple checklist can help my students do their classroom job exactly right every time without missing a step. The episode today is not about checklists, but it's about another one of those really simple, somewhat obvious tools that a lot of us don't utilize in the classroom, and that tool is Skype. Skype's a video chat app that most of us have used in our personal lives, so it seems like a pretty obvious fit for a teacher maybe wanting to get someone in front of their students, but that person can't physically be there in your classroom with your students. And I think a reason that we don't often utilize some of these really simple tools to solve the problem of exposing my students to a broader world outside of the classroom is because it's often not until we begin to hear stories of how some people are using these tools that it begins to spark ideas and creativity and thoughts of, hey, maybe that could solve that problem for my students, or maybe I could expose my students to a whole new different culture or way of thinking or person that they maybe would not have been able to talk to. And so that is the goal with the podcast today is to share some of those stories of how teachers are using this very simple tool to do amazing things and bring the world to their classroom. My guests today are two instructional technologists, Jenny Long and Salee Clark, which go by the dynamic duo name of Jenna Lee. And collectively, they have 36 years in education, and they are both Microsoft Innovative Educators. Skype is a Microsoft app, if you didn't know. I didn't know until recently. We talk about how teachers are using Skype to supplement the work they're doing in their geography, science, history, language learning, math classes by Skyping in experts around the world or having their students Skype with a another classroom from around the world. We chat about what this could look like if you want to interact with a school that is in a complete opposite time zone than you. We discuss how your students can be video pen pals with other students, which has some great language learning applications, as well as the technical aspects of running a Skype chat. We talk about how you can find vetted educators and safe contacts to come and Skype with your class, as well as different class jobs that everyone can have during one of these Skype chats so everyone has a role. I'm Tom Gibson, and you're listening to Stories from the Classroom. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by the How to Teach Kids About Money course. It's a new video course that I have created for educators so that they can give their students a meaningful and memorable experience with money and to serve as a classroom management system as well. In the course, I teach you how to create class jobs for all of your students in which they get paid in classroom money. And they use their classroom money to pay rent on their desk or to buy items in a class store or perhaps to pay any fine for misbehavior in the class. 
I walk you through how to set up and use the online virtual bank that I use called Paygrade, as well as how to train your students so that your classroom runs on autopilot. I share all of my resources in this course through Google Docs so that you can copy them and make modifications so that it's the right fit for your classroom. And each of the 12 lessons has a homework assignment so you know exactly how to contextualize that particular lesson into your classroom. You can go through the first module, which has the first three lessons of the course for free, where I share the overview of what I call this classroom economy. I share my class jobs and I share what misbehavior finds I have in my classroom. If you like the first module, you can then purchase the full course, which includes module two, where I walk you through how to introduce the system to the students, the job application process, hiring and training, and setting up the online bank. Module three will walk you through the routines of students paying their misbehavior fines every Every week, getting a chance for additional classroom money called bonus money every month, and how I structure our classroom auction every month. Module four will walk you through the things that come later in the year, like when students begin to save enough to actually buy their desks so they don't have to pay rent anymore, as well as how to make a memorable final auction and debrief the year with your students. On top of all that, you'll get access to the private Facebook group full of other educators from early childhood to higher education that are implementing a classroom economy in their classrooms to teach kids about money and serve as a robust classroom management system. Enroll in the How to Teach Kids About Money course today and the listeners of this podcast can save 20% by using the coupon code MONEY. If cost is an issue, I've also included talking points of what to bring up to your admin to get them to use PD funds to cover the cost. Enroll today at TomGibson.com slash Classroom Economy. Tom Gibson spelled T-H-O-M-G-I-B-S-O-N dot com slash Classroom Economy. Try the first module out for free. Get your admin to pay for the rest. Join the Facebook group and begin learning how to give your students a meaningful and a memorable experience with money. And now my conversation with Jenny Long and Salee Clark on using Skype in the classroom. Ladies, can you say your name and what you do? Well, my name is Jenny Long. And I'm Salee Clark. And we are... Generally. They just high-fived each other if you couldn't hear the high-five. <laughs> <laughs> I used to video. Yeah. <laughs> and what, what do you do, generally? Well, we are instructional technologists with Eagle Mountain Saginaw Independent School District, which is a little bit north of Fort Worth. So we have 27 schools and a little bit over 21,000 students. So we are district-wide, and we just support teachers um, with technology integration and go in classrooms and model great tech-integrated lessons and do a lot of PD in our district. And in addition to that, we also have a website and YouTube show where we share all kinds of ed tech tips and tricks with teachers. It started for teachers within our district, but then we realized there's a whole global audience of teachers who are seeking uh, quick ways to learn technology and um, important ways to put those into their classrooms with a good reason of why. So we're at TCEA, and I reached out to y'all because I saw that you were doing a session on Skype in the classroom, and I feel like that's something I've heard about a lot in previous years. I've never actually, I've done it once, and I can kind of go into that in a little bit, but uh, can you kind of just speak to what is what is Skyping in the classroom, and how are teachers using it right now in a, in a way to create some kind of meaningful experience for their kids? Well, um, we actually got really involved with Skype in the classroom two years ago when there was a big uh, 
Skypeathon, and so it really gave us the opportunity to connect with classrooms globally, and it really just opened our eyes mm-hmm. to um, different cultures and experiences outside of our classroom walls. So from there, we have just built relationships with teachers and classrooms, and um, just really it's just grown and built this huge community, and our students have just this global awareness that we never knew that we could offer them without this, with this platform. So let us give you a brief overview of what Skypeathon is. So Skypeathon is two days, 48 hours straight of students from all over the world Skyping uh, with each other and learning about each other. Um, and so Jenny and I were like, we, we got to get in on this. What is this? So we scheduled ours during the school day with our classes at one of our, two of our campuses. And um, then we were meeting students from India, from Tunisia, from Pakistan, from France, and they were there 48 hours. They were taking shifts and taking turns, staying all night long to connect with people. And um, our students were amazed, you know, when they saw traditional dress and traditional music and they were like, what is our traditional dress? Like they really did not know what our culture was or the cultures from around the world. So we realized this is super important that we connect them with people and help understand um, humans. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense that it was a Skypathon because I was wondering about the timing of it. You know, like we're, we're in class at a different time, you know, than, than people around the world. Um, and how many, how, how, what came of the Skypathon? How many times did you guys do it? Was it something that was a regular thing? And who was involved as far as like the, the types of teachers and grade levels and things? So really from those connections, we built relationships like with a class in France in particular. And so now we have done multiple mystery Skypes with that class. And then we did a class collaboration project about um, extinct animals and ecosystems. And so we even have a friend in Pakistan who whenever he has like a a question about something or how to use Teams or how to use an ed tech tool, he'll call us and we'll do a Skype training. So it's really opened our eyes and our audience of people that we can, you know, pull resources from and, and work with. Um, but we, we all, we really like to use the mystery Skype um, aspect too. So the relationships that we've built, we'll do a mystery Skype and we'll do animal um, for our younger kiddos. So the older ones will do a location and a geographical geographical location. We'll talk about climate and, um, you know, ecosystems, things like that, and just environment or, and then they'll use maps or they'll use Google maps and they'll try to identify where the other class is by using yes or no questions. And then with their little ones, oh, no, go ahead. we'll do, um, the animal Skype. So we've done that, um, with the little ones that don't really have the geographical skills. So then they'll ask about habitat and, um, just different characteristics about the animals. So that's been a lot of fun for the little guys. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's great about Skype in the classroom is that it started with Skypeathon, so it was a two-day event, 48 hours, you know, this is what we do. But what's really great is they have a website at education.skype.com where you can connect year-round with people to do everything that Jenny was talking about, the mystery and the animal Skypes. So it's super easy to make connections. And then from those connections, we've made lifelong friends uh, with people that we collaborate with and, you know, connect our classes with every year. And so... Seeing kind of the application of that, seeing the, I like the mystery Skype because you're learning geography and then obviously with the animals, what other applications do you see teachers using Skype 
to to in, reinforce their curriculum outside of connecting with another another culture which has its own value as well. That is really where the power of Skype in the classroom comes in. So no matter what you're studying, you can go into the website at education.skype.com and really filter down to what you're looking for. So if you're studying science, if you're studying social studies, if you've got you know high school students or elementary, you can truly filter all of that through and connect with another class around the world that's studying the same thing you are um, to make it beneficial for you to make sure that you're um, really able to hone in on your curriculum and make sure you're reinforcing those pieces. Um, but not only that, um, you know, like we do mystery Skypes, but the animal Skypes really reinforces our science. Um, and so we're really looking at, you know, the f- different features of animals and, you know, marsupials versus nocturnal. So they're using a lot of vocabulary in those. And so for teachers, I would suggest, you know, have a vocabulary list and have students create questions off of those vocabularies if they're looking at animal or mystery Skypes. But um, I think that's the power of Skype in the classroom. One of the things, too, that we've really... Um taken advantage of is the guest speakers. So we've really done a lot of author um, opportunities with different authors. And we had an author, Peter Ramundo. He's a author of third grade mermaid series. And so he, we went into some third grade classes and he also did illustrations and writing for Disney. So they were super excited, you know, when they saw that he would, he did stitch and things like that. So we've had um, authors speak and just, you know, guest speakers that you can find on the website has been really, really impactful. And there's also collaborative projects that they can work on too. So if another class has a project idea that will be available on the website too, so they can work on a collaborative project. And we did that with our class in France. Um, we've also connected with experts from museums. So um, our GT students were studying um, ancient artifacts and we connected with um, a museum curator in Greece and she shared her ancient artifacts and talked about how they get them, why it's important. And uh, it was a really a great way for them to bring real life meaningful pieces into the classroom. Can you talk more about the projects and what that has looked like? The collaboration projects? Well, we kind of went rogue and did our own collaboration <laughs> project, <laughs> but actually we use Microsoft Teams. And so with our friend from France, um, like Jenny was mentioning before, we've connected through Mystery Skype and through Tweet Meets um, online. What's and a Tweet Meet? Oh my goodness. It's Tell me about the amazing. Tweet Meets. Amazing. <laughs> okay. So Microsoft actually has um, a Tweet Meet. Jenny always has to remind me of the hashtag, hashtag MSFT. EDU chat. <laughs> it is, it's really long. So I'm always like, wait, what's that hashtag again? Um, but it really is a wonderful, it's every month. Uh, it is an hour long tweet meet for us in Texas. It happens around noon, uh, but everyone has a different theme. Um, so it might be, you know, using Minecraft in the classroom, or it might be how to connect globally for us that we did a back to, we hosted a back to school one, but it's a global tweet meet. So people from all over the world are joining in, um, into this, which we love because we feel like you know, we get good perspectives from teachers in our district and people we know here in our community. However, we love getting connected with people around the world to see how are they teaching and and what pieces are they bringing into their classrooms. So we met Arno through uh, Tweet Meets and um, connected with him on Twitter and then asked if he wanted to do a collaborative project. So we studied ecosystems both here in Texas and in the Mediterranean because he lives in southern France. Um, and our students looked at endangered animals together through teams. So we used OneNote to work collaboratively uh, at different times because there is a seven-hour time difference. And then we used Flipgrid embedded into teams where our students recorded videos of their observations. And then 
um, at night. Um, the French students would watch those videos and then they would leave a response. And the next morning we would watch their response to our videos and their observations. Could you give a brief description of what Flipgrid is for teachers that don't know what that is? Absolutely. You want to do it? So Flipgrid is a video platform where students can record themselves like in a selfie video format or they can actually go out and video a project they're working on or, you know, video something in the class. And there's also a whiteboard built in. So like for math, they can actually work out a math problem or they can pop in stickers and images and they can talk about, you know, the map or whatever it is that they pull in. Uh, They also have some really great filters and backgrounds. They'll never... Um, distort the facial recognition of the face though so that's one thing they stand on is you know really preserving that but they will you know kind of they have a Minecraft pixelated one that's really fun but um, it allows students to use that video um, platform to to speak and have a voice and then other students can go in and respond as well Uh, one thing that we've really loved about it is using grid pals so in in this whole connecting globally there's a grid pal piece so at the very top of the website they just activate their account and then they can connect with any other educator that has their account turned on and then they'll exchange emails and then the students can basically become pen pals but using video so like at the holidays we did it with a class in russia and they exchange holiday traditions or holiday foods and things like that so that takes away the time change issue when we're trying to figure out time zones and so they can record their videos and then the other class can go in and respond whenever they have the time that's really cool because the I like the idea of incorporating Skype is that live interaction that you're having with them versus Flipgrid. It's like the the video versus you know ver, that you can go back and watch. I imagine there's there's tons of applications for for language teachers. How have you seen them using it in language classes? Um, so we've used Skype in language classes where um, our, we have an, a Spanish class at one of our middle schools and they wanted to Skype with another Spanish-speaking country. Um, and so they we went in our mystery Skype, they spoke in Spanish. Our students spoke in Spanish to practice their Spanish and they spoke in English to practice their English. So it was a great way for both of us to give and take while also um, seeing another culture and meeting another culture and they had a good time chatting afterwards and asking questions in real time. So it was really a great way to um, connect and practice back and forth. Well, we've even too had like classes within our district just reading poetry to each other or, you know, reading um, an excerpt from something and then going back and forth and, you know, collaborating about their writing and just having that another classroom connection versus just their immediate classroom. So having another audience. And then also using Flipgrid, uh, we have some students who have moved in from other countries and only speak, you know, um, a a different language, not English. And so one of the ways our teachers connected that student is um, the student took Flipgrid home and spoke about her her life at home and her parents could speak English. And so they were able to bring her home into the classroom. And that was really meaningful for that student and the, and the students in the class to be able to connect with her and really build those friendships. And so the parents were speaking in English and translating everything that Mm -hmm. she was saying. So she'd be able to make that connection with her classmates and then bringing that culture as well to school and celebrating that. I'm thinking now as a math teacher, when you're some, one of the things that you were saying or, you know, cause usually when I think of the context of a Skype class chat, I think of one class chatting with another class instead of the idea of a, your class chatting with an expert and having maybe someone that works in a, a mathematical field talk about how they're using things that are introduced in seventh grade pre-algebra 
in their field. How have you seen other math teachers utilize this this connect this Skype connection to to bring someone or another class into their classroom? Well, I'll say honestly, we haven't really seen that, but I think that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely going to take that back to yeah. our math teachers. Um, well, Flipgrid does have the whiteboard built in, however. We are Microsoft fans, and our favorite application of all time is OneNote. I was going to say it in unison. OneNote. OneNote. We love OneNote. And if you haven't seen the draw features within OneNote, it actually has a math tool within it. Um, so I think a Teams call or a Skype call, sharing my screen and using OneNote, uh, especially with an expert, would be phenomenal uh, because then they could really – use the whiteboard features, draw it out, show it, and then also offer our students the ability to have generated quizzes with those same um, style of equations. And it also has immersive reader built into it, which we are huge fans of for the accessibility platform that allows students to have their content read to them. So immersive reader is popping up everywhere. You know, it's in Wakelet, it's in OneNote, it's in Merge, Nearpod. um, Yeah, it's everywhere. It's taking over. So what does a teacher need to consider as far as the technical aspect of getting this set up and, and even where you, do you have to have a camera? Where do you put the camera? Do you have to have a microphone? Where do you put the microphone? Like what's the, what's the best and easiest approach? Well, we just have like a little Logitech webcam. And when we go in classrooms, um, a lot of it is just, you know, we'll, we'll go in and work with the teachers um, and we'll set the camera up on top of their Promethean board and connect it to our computer. And um, we just use the, the microphone off of our computer so the students will come up and you know speak to our our computer so it's very simple you know and those cameras on like 70 bucks I mean not 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 bad um but you can get them cheaper yeah so um just a a little camera so that it has the whole class view and they have to just create an account on the education.skype.com website and set up their classroom and when you set up your profile you can pick your age and your content and things that you um you know want to share out and you can even uh, apply to be a guest speaker so if there's something that your class is passionate about or maybe you as a teacher are an expert of you can even be a guest speaker and go into other classrooms and speak virtually so um, setting up that profile helps when people are using the filter to drill down to find classrooms that they want to connect with and then that's when they can even if they have a, a project that they're working on like I know at Christmas time a class did a uh, Christmas card um, exchange and that was one of the collaborative projects that was on the website so there's all kinds I was just looking and there's things about um, safety driving safety or um, conserving natural resources you know so anything that your class is passionate about you can put that in as a project and then other classes can connect with you so when you fill out your profile it'll allow other teachers to find you a little easier during the search. I would say at a minimal, you just at least need a computer that has a built-in webcam and a microphone because uh, we've done that as well. Um, so kids can huddle up around the computer and, and ask their questions uh, that way. So just make sure you have that. If you want to go really fancy, you can get a webcam or get a whole setup uh, for your classroom. But Yeah, the only, the only time I've actually used Skype is uh, for the YouTube video production class that I teach. And I had the students reach out to YouTubers that they wanted to talk to and gave them like a little template of what to include um, and just ask if they would be willing to talk about like what it's like to make YouTube content for a living. Um, and, you know, the kids were like blown away when some of them actually responded <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, it's like someone that what? I actually watch. I know, and right? it's got like 600,000 subscribers and he wants to wants to talk 
talk to our class. And so we, we scheduled the time and we did like what you just said. Like I just pulled up my, my MacBook and you know, it's got the built-in webcam and I didn't need an external microphone and the kids huddled up and whoever initiated contact was the person that kind of just led the question and answer session, you know? And so it's kind of putting it in their hands. Um, now they're starting to learn interview skills. Like, hi, I, I reached out cause I really appreciate the, the content. I just want to thank you so much for talking to us. Uh, some of the questions we had was, you know, what's it like to make YouTube content? Are you, you're, you're putting, you're putting a video out every day or you're making, you're playing video games and you're making money. How do you do that for a living? You know? And so it was, it was really simple and really empowering for the kids to, to, to be able to reach out, make that connection, lead the interview and like, really like, wow, like I, I all I had to do was ask, yeah. you know, and, and these are real people. And what we love too about the website is that it's vetted educators. It's, you know, it's a safe site. We got some questions about that today. It was like, you know, our, our kids are worried about their safety. So we like that this platform offers, you know, that, that security. And we know that these people are educators and they've gone through the, the channels, you know, to be um, on there and available. And we, we love the authors like that, that we've Skyped with, because we have some librarians that have tried to reach out to authors and they, you know, charge a couple hundred dollars to do a Skype with them. And so I'm like, why are you doing that? Go through the Microsoft site because it's free. So that, that has really been a great asset. I think it's super powerful when the students are able to connect with something that they know. Um, so for example, we had some students reading I Am Malala, and then we Skyped with a person from Pakistan. So they were able to, from reading that book, bring in true connections with that person and ask meaningful questions about education and how they're doing things in that country. And I think that you saw them get so excited and light up with excitement from being able to make a connection that is relevant to them. And I think that's, that's what makes Skype in the Classroom powerful. Could you tell me more about the the jobs? That's I didn't even think about that. Oh, I have yeah. classroom jobs in my class, but I didn't yeah. even think to. So whenever we set up a Skype with someone, the first thing you do, you got to figure out who's going to go first, right? So one of our favorite pieces is they actually play rock, paper, scissors across the video to find out which class is going to go first. So the winner, that class asks the first question. Uh, so one student will come up, ask the question. But when you're thinking about how to logistically do this in your classroom, you got to have some things laid out. So our students beforehand brainstorm questions. They all have like at least we usually do note cards and they have their questions written on their note cards. Um, And they also, if it's a mystery animal, they study their animal because they need to be able to answer the questions from uh, the other class with ease. Um, So after they play rock, paper, scissors, the student with their note card comes up, they ask their question, and then the other class will answer yes or no. However, we know connections can sometimes be hard to hear or maybe not clear. So cards are always a good go-to piece. So that way the students can easily hold up that card and you visually can tell if it was a yes or no. Um, Also, we have cards that say uh, your turn because sometimes you get lost, you know, like, oh, wait, whose turn is it? We can't remember. Or just a minute, like give me a moment to thinking or we're thinking. Um, So that way, you know, you can pause or mute the mic so that way they can't hear you. That's a really good tip. Make sure you do that. (laughs) We've heard some people thinking before and we're like, oh, no, we can hear them. (laughs) We're not cheating. What? (laughs) Um, Some other good cards. I'm trying to think. Um, most of their classes enjoy making their own cards, especially the yes or no, because the whole class will hold up yes or no. So that way they are all active. Uh, but as far as jobs, you have usually two people up in the front who hold up the yes or no. You have someone who does rock, paper, scissors. And then you also have people who are the researchers in the class. So they're the ones looking at the maps and jotting down the answers for yes or no. 
Here, I'm looking at the website right now. So this is an example of their student roles. You have a greeter, an interview team, emergency responders, social media team, and a closer. So just some ideas on how to kind of orchestrate it and keep it organized. So like I said, there are so many resources there. I mean, it's unbelievable what the website provides for you and, and to support you. So you really don't have to think a whole lot at all. And you, you definitely want to look at roles because students can easily just sit at the back and not be involved at all. And so by giving them an active role, they're able to stay connected, stay involved, rather than just one student asking questions and everybody else just sitting around and not actually taking an active role in it. They even have a room setup diagram for you for the best um, way to orchestrate your room so that you can you know, be more best, best productive in that aspect too. Yeah, because I even thought about that with the you know, how I wanted to, where I wanted to set my computer up because I know a lot of times people will have their computer off to the side and then you're, you're, you're looking at the side of a classroom, but you're looking at the screen and like as much as possible, how can I get the camera in front front of of the the students? students. So it's simulating like some kind of face to face kind of interaction. I even tell my students like, okay, when you're talking to them, I know you're looking at them on the screen. Go ahead and actually look in the camera when you're talking to them because then it has this, this, it feels like you're making eye contact on their end um, and feels like you're making more of that connection. Um, I would definitely say, you know, go to the OneNote on the Skype website and print out those resources. Or you can go to thegenerallyshow.com and print out our resources too. <laughs> we made them a little cute. <laughs> <laughs> And they also even have um, certificates. And then there's a neat bingo card. So as a teacher, if you want to really try to like go all over the world and see how many places you can visit, they have really neat bingo cards. So the students get excited about marking off which locations they've visited. Um, Like I said, certificates, all kinds of things that to really engage your classroom and really make it effective and get that buy-in from your students. We've seen some U.S. history teachers, they have a U.S. map, and then they are coloring in um, on the map as they Skype with different people from different states. So even that is a great way to visit all 50 states. So, Well, is there anything else you would like to say to a teacher that's considering using Skype in the classroom? Go sign up today, now. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Just do it, and you'll, you'll, be, you'll be hooked. Yeah. I mean, like... We mentioned earlier, just doing Skypeathon the first time, we were like, whoa, what we have been missing out. We have to connect our, our students to the world this way. Is Skypeathon still happening? It had a different name this year, though. Because um, it actually included Flipgrid as well. Um, so they wanted to make sure that they were including multiple different ways for you to connect with people from all around the world. I think it was called Global Connection Day. Yeah, so they were really making sure that everyone's getting involved, not just Skype, but all the different mediums and ways that they connect. It's usually in October or November, uh, but it is two days once a year. So definitely keep your eyes open and look for that. And where do people, where can they find information about it? Um, On the education.microsoft.com website. So you can go there and that website is filled with tutorials, anything you want to know about any Microsoft product or platform or how to integrate it in your classroom. And there are resources. And again, too, the Skype website has so many resources already there. There's a OneNote notebook filled out with the cards that you would use for a mystery Skype, um, you know, jobs for the kids to do and who's the note taker and who's the timekeeper and things like that. So there's so many resources um, on the website. I would also say follow them on Twitter. They are super active uh, on Twitter. So go to Skype in the Classroom, follow them, and also follow the hashtag MIEExpert. You'll see all the latest things coming out across the entire Microsoft community um, on that hashtag.
Well, wonderful. I think uh, teachers have, I didn't know about the website. I knew that there were resources out there about like, you know, I'm sure there's a spot that teachers that are doing this are, are, are kind of congregating and, and connecting with each other. Uh, where can teachers connect with the both of y'all uh, if they want to learn more about what you're doing, your resources, the work that you guys are doing with Microsoft? Well, we have a blog and we have a YouTube show and we have um, on our blog, it's thegenaleeshow.com and that is J-E-N-A-L-L-E-E. <laughs> so um, <laughs> you can uh, find us on Twitter as well. Um, Salee Clark at Salee Clark. It's S-A-L-L-E-E Clark. And then I Clark with an E or no E C L A R K. Okay. No E. (laughs) And then I am Jenny Long at J Lo J L O seven three one on Twitter. But we also have a Jenny account, which Mm -hmm. is at Jenny One. So that's J E N A L L E E and the number one. And I will put all of that in the show notes. And then on YouTube, we're at youtube.com slash Jenny. Well, thanks so much, ladies, for sharing your expertise and experience uh, with Skype in the Classroom. I think it's going to be really useful to a lot of teachers that are, are trying to bring the, their students to the world or the world to their students. Well, thank you so much for having us. We had a great time. Thank you. All right. See you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> If you'd like to connect with Jenny or Salee, I have included all of their social media handles, both their individual ones and their collective Jenny ones in the show notes, as well as their websites, www.thegenalieshow.com. Jenny spelled J-E-N-A-L-L-E-E, thegenalieshow.com. I've also included the Skype resources that Jenny and Salee talked about, the main one being education.skype.com. That's got everything where you can search by subject, by day of the week that you can Skype, by how long you want your Skype session to be. And so it's a really excellent resource for getting started with Skype in the classroom. That's education.skype.com. You can also follow at Skype Classroom on Twitter to see what is going on in the Skype in the Classroom space. And the hashtag MIE expert, Microsoft Innovative Education Expert, hashtag MIE expert is also a hub for people that are utilizing Skype in the classroom. And all of that is located in the show notes. If you'd like to support the podcast, there are three things you can do. The first thing you can do is enroll in the How to Teach Kids About Money course that I talked about at the beginning of the episode. You can enroll and check out the first module for free at tomgibson.com slash classroom economy. Tom Gibson spelled T-H-O-M-G-I-B-S-O-N dot com slash classroom economy. The second thing you can do to support the podcast is leave a rating or review on your podcast player of choice. Higher ratings and more reviews does help the podcast show up in the search results when people are looking for educational podcasts to help them do more meaningful work in their classroom. The third thing you can do is sign up for the Team EDU newsletter. It's a newsletter that I send out a couple times a month where I share any of the resources that I have created in the last few weeks, as well as any other resources that I have found online to help you do more meaningful and memorable work in the classroom. And you can sign up for that at tomgibson.com slash newsletter. Tom Gibson spelled T-H-O-M-G-I-B-S-O-N dot com slash newsletter. Team EDU, I hope you learned something today that'll help you create meaningful and memorable experiences for your students. I am Tom Gibson. Thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you next Friday in the next episode of Stories from the Classroom. 